0: Welcome to the First Issue Club, we your weekly comic book podcast. Uh, just like Sue Storm, we love a good read. You're not
1: going to do that. I yours? thought of another one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't jump in there with that. Uh, it's because it's not as good as the other one. It's still good.
1: It could use a little... Polish. Polish. But there's no. That's there's nothing to polish. The idea is there mine is just like Daredevil, we love a good page because his girlfriend's name is Karen Page..
2: Mm-hmm. Or how about this? How about this? How about this? Just like Daredevil, we love Karen for Pages. Sure, because we care for comic books. Just like Daredevil. We should have workshopped this in the Patreon.
1: Just like Daredevil. <laughs> See, we're we've to... watched pages die on the floor of a church.
0: <laughs> the next 30 minutes is just us trying to break this. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I'm Mike. I'm Greg. And I'm Vargas. And we're going to do the same thing we always do. Chat some comic book news and then talk about some first issues mm-hmm. we've read a hefty week in two weeks in the no, numero uno category and yeah we missed an episode last week because we did a
2: extra long patreon extra
0: long patreon so if you want to see us um open up our shipment of around 36 it was, cgc it was a lot, yeah. comics um that is up on the patreon and i think we put it in our Our dollar tier. We put it in the dollar tier, More people
2: could watch that one if you want. I might post some photos from the hall in our free community section, so if that is interesting to you, go to patreon.com slash firstissueclub. We do have a free community area, so if you don't want to join up, um, we do have that option. We also have free trials for each tier. It's a seven-day free trial. Yeah,
0: so you could just watch the CGC one if you were curious and Mm -hmm. couldn't get enough last week. Yeah. Did we ever release the? Um, I love doing our podcast housekeeping on the main episode. Yep. Did we ever release just the audio for last week's episode? Yes. We did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. I feel great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> checked. Everything's been checked off. We're 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 in our place as we should be. Mm-hmm. Video
2: is recording. Yeah, we're on the couch today. Are we gonna put this on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. So I put your shirt back on. <laughs> take your shirt off again.
1: <laughs> I am chomping at the bit to talk about fables.
2: Yeah, sure. Okay.
1: So this was the he- the big news, what, last week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When this happened. So Bill Wilminghouse ham. Mm-hmm. He's got like six names in his last name. Yep. Um I think it's Bill Willingham. He shocked the comic book community by uh giving, releasing forfeiting whatever the word is relinquishing relinquishing uh the rights to fables and all its characters to the public domain Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of people were saying that this is like a big and huge thing i initially also thought that and then the more i kind of digested it my my thoughts have shifted Mm -hmm. oh really
0: yeah my immediate reaction was I would be it would be hilarious if Marvel immediately announced a Fables comic. Uh.
1: Well, all right, so so here's the thing, it's right?
0: Like Al Ewing's writing Fables. Oh, well, over at Marvel. Yes. So
1: number 1. So let's let's actually let's use your idea yeah. to to explore some thoughts Thought that I had, yeah. all right? Number one, first and foremost, yeah. out of the gate, Marvel can't call it Fables. Mm-hmm. Really, but that's got to be a copyrighted DC name okay. title, sure, right? Yeah, Fables has to be copyrighted. There's yeah. no way it's not. Okay, right. So they'd have to call it Fables Universe. Can they even just like tag another word onto it? I would. I would guess that DC would fight that. Uh huh. So you'd have to call it like. What if you put an accent above the e and made it Fables? Fables. Fables. Sure, you could do that. All right. Um. Yeah. So we're we're now making Fables Universe comic <laughs> in inside the uh-huh. MCU. They're gonna fight, uh, Miracle Man. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> My, you can't piggyback off of the original stories. Yes. It would have to DC be. Still owns. Well, those. copyright DC, is
2: still in effect.
1: Yeah. DC would still own all the past material is copyrighted. Yeah.
0: When we're saying. The universe is in the public domain. It means you can play in the world of fables and create new stuff. You can. Take, it doesn't mean that. Yeah. Me and Andy couldn't go to the printers and be like,
1: "I'm going to print issues one through twenty of Fables in a hardbound book and yeah, sell it." <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. It basically it means that I can take Bigby Wolf uh-huh. from Fables. Yep. And put him in a comic that I'm calling. Andy's wolf book Yeah For guys It doesn't even have to
0: be Fables universe You can just take one of the characters And use yeah. it in your story
1: Yeah Yeah But and, and that to me is like Like I guess that's That's something uh-huh. That's not nothing Right But it's not like Marvel can't start printing new Yeah Fables comics Right Cause DC still owns the rights to okay. that stuff,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You it, you can't have like a divergence in the story. And like, yeah. DC continues to do this sort of fable story. Marvel takes it from this drop off point. And yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And my guess is that if anybody starts printing new fable <laughs> stories and starts selling them for money, yeah. DC's going to take them to court for sure. Okay. Yeah.
2: And well, DC's already come out with a statement of just like, it's not in the public domain. We still own the copyright to Fables. Yeah. However, many other comic pros and comic editors have come out and said that's not exactly true. Right. Copyright does c- cover what he has written for DC. Uh-huh. It does not cover the characters right. that, William, that he has created. Okay. So in, yes, the stories that First Issue Club would write for Fables... Cannot be directly tied to DC material. Okay. So and like we can't reprint DC books. The
0: situation is it sounds so delicate that it's almost not worth. It's one hundred percent is not (laughs) worth it. Correct.
1: It's 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 nowhere even near the like Winnie the Pooh thing. Yeah. Right. Where right. like Winnie the Pooh is in public domain, but you put him in a red shirt, that's Disney, you're gonna get sued. Yeah. Right. Right. You take Winnie the Pooh out of the red shirt, that's public domain, Make you're totally a horror fine. movie and you're good yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. What yes. was the movie called? Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. God. They're making a sequel. <laughs> They're making They're a making sequel. They're making a sequel, Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> we should also touch on who Oh, Bill Wilmingham Bill is is as a person. A,
1: is not a good guy. Um His name is in the news because he did this thing. What isn't in the news is why he's feuding with DC, what led to this Mm -hmm. situation. I have not read what the situation is yet. I'm not even going to speculate. No
2: one knows yet, but there's murmurs that... I mean... This story goes way deeper than we think. Yeah,
1: and and all the stuff that I saw on the internet, so I guess take that with a grain of salt too, Mm -hmm. but like, he does not have good opinions in my opinion
2: <laughs> No um, He's he's tweeted Anti-Palestine Anti-abortion And anti-woke Yeah Rhetoric On his it, Social media's Yeah Numerous yes. times He's
1: kind of like a uh, What's the Dilbert guy?
2: Uh Oh uh, Douglas Yeah Something Douglas Douglas Adams N- No Douglas Adams No that's Adams Hitchhiker's Guide Hitchhiker's to the Galaxy guy. Yeah. yeah He's fine yeah, Douglas yeah, Adams is okay, great Okay whatever
1: uh, Adam, Adam Douglas I don't know It's one of those <laughs> Yeah The Dilbert guy is a shithead. Bill Wilmingham is a similar shithead.
2: Okay. Yes.
1: So, I guess whatever. Make make Bigby Wolf trans and make him kiss a guy.
2: Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, really throw it in his face. Because,
0: yeah, I think the speculation is that he said he was fed up with DC. Yeah. And I think people are speculating is because DC's making an effort to do a lot of...
1: That's my speculation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) DC's... He probably thinks DC is woke, is too inclusive. Yeah, yeah. and so he's like, "Well, fuck you! I'm going to do this thing." Yeah. And DC's like, "You can do that, but like, yeah, that doesn't affect yeah. us at all. We'll sue you and whoever into oblivion." Yeah. And, and it
2: and it sucks because you want it to be this punk rock thing of just like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" This creator's just like, you know what? I'm done with my stories. I want to hear your stories. Well, the yeah. yeah, I mean, Alan Moore was basically
0: like, "I'm not interested in." DC's money anymore mm-hmm. Correct And was just so fed up With the whole thing He was like I tell you what I don't want to receive Any correspondence From you anymore Yeah Take my checks And send them to Black Lives Matter
1: Yeah Whoo. Isn't shit. that rad Uh
0: huh That's incredible
1: And it, his name isn't On any of the like The yeah. stuff Even They take
0: all his royalties And send them right To Black Lives Matter
1: Even the um, Marvel reprints Of Miracle Man Are credited to The original author Really, they are not
2: credited to Alan Man. Moore. That's a badass move. Yeah. Alan Moore fucking rules. <laughs> he's
1: everybody's. Well, he's my second favorite comic book wizard. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys With ever seen <laughs> yeah.
0: that video of him like walking through a greenhouse, like talking about his
1: Jesus? No,
0: you haven't. No, there's a, there's like a video of him like talking about Swamp Thing. While he's like walking through a misty greenhouse, and it's all like artfully done, and you just see him like, kind of behind some leaves, like staring at you, and they zoom in on him. It's very bizarre.
1: I <laughs> I desperately want to buy that masterclass that he did. Oh, uh, the one I know about he did one, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, you know, it's like hundred and fifty bucks Those or are something. Expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I just want to hear him talk about mm-hmm. his process wild process. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Just ramble on.
1: For anybody who doesn't know, Alan Moore worships a pagan snake god. That is not a lie. I'm not making that up. That is a thing that he does. Sorry and that's the I'm least
0: laughing. weird thing yeah. about him. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know how much of that is like, uh, put on or if he's like no he's that's he like d- his thing. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, I laughed.
1: Him, him, and Grant Morrison both are total wackadoo weirdos. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Um. For a long time, I have wanted to do, I, I don't know how I would do it, but one of the things that I've always wanted to do is either watch or create a video or podcast series mm-hmm. about the real life interactions that Constantine writers have had with the character. Okay. Because there are like four or five different writers that have all written for Constantine, or Hellblazer over the years that have all sworn up and down that they have met the character in real life.
2: That's interesting.
1: Isn't that weird? So, like, you can look up the stories online, but, like, Alan Moore is one of them. He's like, I created this character. I met him in a bar one time. (laughs) After I created him. And then, like, Jamie DeFalco or whoever, like... Manifested
0: him into the real world. yeah, Yeah,
1: like, somebody else was like... I definitely saw him on the street one time. This and is we like, made like, eye contact. Hello, Alan. <laughs>
2: yeah. Alan.
0: It reminds me of the concept for Marty. crossover. Yeah. Yes. Where it's just like characters seeping into the into real the world. world. Yeah. yeah, But if there was one it's character. It's a fun idea for a story.
1: If there was one character that like would be the person. That'd be a cool one. Yeah, It like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Going through realms and yeah. things
0: and is kind of. Yeah.
1: Like even more so than Doctor Strange, I think. Yeah. You know, that he's a cool character. Yeah. So if anybody out there, you know, whatever, if you've got some sort of a a thing that goes over that, the real life interactions with Constantine, I would love to see it. But
0: Um I have a question about smoking. (laughs) John Constantine is like a chain smoker, right? Yeah. Um and he looks so cool. Yes. But is smoking cool anymore? Does smoking make people look cool anymore?
2: I I think it's seen as um, not cool anymore.
0: Yeah, the truth
2: ads have won out.
0: The truth ads have won. Is it it's just cooler because, than vaping? Though, is it just right? because?
2: Yes. I, I agree to
0: that. Is it because I'm an an elder millennial <laughs> mm-hmm. that
2: I'm like, man, John Constantine looks so cool, and he's just like puffing on a cigarette. I'm the same way. I be, I used to be a smoker. Like, yeah. So many years ago I think
1: it's all In the way you smoke Uh huh Like if you're the guy Who's got like A cigarette dangling Off your lips While you're like Doing other things You look like a redneck Yeah But if you're James Bond Sitting at the
2: Baccarat table
1: Yes You look cool as shit Right Yes yep. Maybe it's about the ci- Where are you smoking
2: <laughs> Yeah How I, are you smoking I don't think James Bond Is smoking in his Aston Martin Right Like he It's definitely just like a uh, Another piece to his Ensemble Yeah the cigarette at the uh, roulette table, or yeah. whatever.
1: But and or and like at the end of uh, the escape movies, when Snake Plissken pulls out that American Spirit cigarette, I will never not stand up and applaud because <laughs> that's cool as
2: shit. Yeah,
0: I I knew yeah. a gal who was like five feet tall, mm-hmm. teeny tiny, looked like a little kid, and worked at an Urban Outfitters in Chicago. And Dennis Rodman came in one time and he was smoking one of those like ridiculously sized cigars. Sure. I mean, obvi- he's like a huge person because he played in the NBA. So he can get away with those like Arnold Schwarzenegger sized cigars. Yeah. yeah. And like, it feels normal. Size it's to like him. proportionate to him. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> a cigarette for him. So he <laughs> yes. walks into that. And my friend Carrie is like. Dennis Rodman, you cannot smoke in here. Hell yeah! And he's like, and he's like, man, whatever, and just like walks right past her <laughs> into, into the store, and he's just like, I fucking own Chicago. What an like, asshole! Try to come after me, and she said she like everyone around just kind of got a kick out of it, and was like, I guess he's smoking a massive cigar yeah. inside. Like, like what am I gonna do? What yeah. an
1: asshole, though.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: it is kind of an asshole move.
1: Because if he was any other person,
0: they yeah. would have been like, "No, get the fuck out yeah, of the store." Yeah, totally. Yeah, if I would have. If it happened to me when I worked retail, I would have been like, "Get the fuck out of yeah, here." Yeah, I like, would have too, you.
1: for sure. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I would not if it was Dennis. if it was Dennis Rodman. I would have been starstruck. Yes, and I would have just been like, uh, "Okay, no, nah, yeah. man, fuck that." But if it was any other person, it, I would be.
2: I would be like, "No, I'm calling security." In a store and you're Moore out. Of comes here. in smoking a cigarette. I'm like. Smoke him if you got him, out Yeah, John Constantine comes in. Yeah. What are you going to do, Andy? Are you going to kick him out of our? I'm going to be like, or?
1: man, you can't smoke in here. But let's go talk outside. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you and I can smoke outside, big guy. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll call the cops on anybody. I don't give a fuck. Especially if I'm working retail.
0: Yeah, right. God, working retail fucking sucks. It does. I
1: used to work overnights at a hotel, and what oh, was that bad? Oh, uh, dude, I had nine and one dialed. At all times. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to do some shit. Yeah. We should talk about comics, though. Uh,
2: yeah, so some other fun things <laughs> that have come out. Rick Remender signs a three-year exclusivity deal with Image Comics. Hell oh, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. So he said that he turned down some very generous offers uh, to write X-Men and Batman, but he said he wanted to work on some indie stuff. Wow. Dude. Which is, X-Men and Batman.
0: It's crazy. When was he asked to do X-Men and Batman? Either
2: recently, apparently, you think bef- yeah. like you think he was like before a Chip. choice before Chip Zdarsky, or maybe Chip's wrapping up, and they're like, "Hey, maybe do you want to?" I mean,
1: yeah. the, the X Men thing makes sense.
2: Yeah, X Men yeah. needs a like, which we should probably talk about that
0: after this. Okay, so yeah. Um. Or do we want to stay on this for a little bit? A little just, bit.
2: Uh, yeah. It's it's either
0: Sacrificers is cool. That's his book going on an mm-hmm. image right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I really like it.
2: I think I just think it's a smart move for Remender. His image stuff and his indie stuff. Kicks ass, totally eclipses, and I I don't mean that as hyperbole. His like main two stuff. Well, and I think his big two books are awesome, awesome. They're yeah.
1: incredible.
0: Yeah, but we talk about one of them on the Patreon. He does, yeah, he does great original stories, and mm-hmm. I've I've got two massive
2: hardbacks of Low right over there. Um, but yeah, he's he kicks ass at his creator on stuff. Well, it just seems like once those creative minds get signed to those contracts either marvel or dc i mean look at james tionyan like he he left dc for substack because like he's the creativity i feel like is just kind of held into like a a tiny little box that the main two wants you to stay in yeah
1: well and i'm sure when when you're somebody like that you're like oh what if we send the x-men into space and everyone at marvel is like oh you mean like when this person wrote it and 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 you're like
2: or well oh, fuck i'm you know like yeah. there's no more original ideas well not even that but i'm sure some editor will be would be like well we can't because it doesn't line up with a story we're going to do in a year yeah and then i'm sure Rick Remender is like so Right. Like, we'll fucking bring him back yeah. then. So, but,
1: okay, so the ship crashes. Yeah. then <laughs> he's back on our... Yeah.
2: But like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, those creatives are, like, beholden to, like, stories that are already written that they weren't privy to. Yeah. So, I think it's a good thing to sign an uh, exclusivity deal. Totally. With Image Comics for the next three years. So, good job, Rick.
1: Rick? more fear agent, please. Congrats. Yes,
2: please. Please, more fear agent. On to the fall of X.
0: Yeah, so they're doing another House and Powers... That Jerry Duggan is writing one of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then who's writing the other one? I can't remember.
1: I do not remember because I did not recognize them.
0: I know R.B. Silva is doing art for one of them, and he did the Correct. Powers book Correct. first time around. Um, But kind of my hope, even though it's like, love X-Men, I'm loving all the tie-in books and everything, but I'm a little like, it would be nice to tie a bow on the Krakoan era of X-Men mm-hmm. and let me take a uh, an X breather. An I, X break. I think a lot of fans need an an X-Men break mm-hmm. just because they've thrown so much at us over the last five years. And it's been a great ride, but yeah. like-
1: A lot of volume.
0: Yeah, a lot of volume. And I think, I think collectively, at least a lot of the X people I know are kind of like, I need a- bit of a breather from Um, all the i'm tired constant ongoing stuff
1: yeah um i i i guess i'll say i'm not an x-boy i'm very interested in all the x-men stuff i was i read all of house and powers i read the first couple issues of oh
0: karen gillen is it karen gillen (laughs) yeah how did i not know that he's been writing immortal x-men yeah which is one of the best x books right now
1: um yeah it's it's what fall of House of X and Rise of Powers of X?
2: Yeah, Powers of 10.
1: Yeah, Powers of 10. Thank you. Um, yeah, so like I was excited about the X Men stuff, but the volume totally killed me. Yeah. Like when right. they started releasing like six, seven books a week that were yeah. all in the X universe, it's too much. It's I, way too much.
0: I think it would be cool to do like a big epic conclusion to this thing and start up with an, you know, a uh, f- new X Men team that's got your class, some most mostly is just your classic characters, and they're like beating up sentinels and Omega Red, yep. and they just yeah. have some like fun adventures out the gate that aren't like world politics. As much as I was like a stand for, like, man, I love all the political shit, and <laughs> and uh, like when they did that medical. Company X Corp. X Corp yeah. was like the pharma company book that was Italian. And so I was like, cool. it's so cool that they're doing this and we're looking at like the business side and there's like espionage in the business world. I thought that was rad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I just need a little more of like a dumb, straightforward X-Men for a minute. And mm-hmm. yeah. And that's just in like one book and is a fun adventure I can follow. And if you're gonna do a couple other X-Books, make them things that aren't integral to the other stories. Right. Like, yeah, Yeah. keep doing your New Mutants.
2: And your X-Force and and all that. And
0: your X-Force books. But, like, I don't want to have to read every single one of these to understand the, like, politics of Krakoa and the relationship with the world at large.
1: I I liked the era where they had X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue. Yeah. As yeah. separate books. Yeah. And they were separate teams and they each did their own thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you had your favorite X Men, yeah. you can follow one team and not the other.
1: Yeah. Well, and and the way I did it was I kind of I bought the first issue and I was like, Oh, this story is more intriguing than the other one. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep up with that.
0: Did it um did any of us cover Gene Gray number one? No. I didn't. That was fucking rad. Was it? Yes. Was it after the Hellfire Gala? Uh No well, it kind of takes place out of time a little bit. It's when uh the young X Men who get brought forward in time mm-hmm. get sent back to uh, their time frame. Their timeline mm-hmm. and then is like, what do they do with that? And they're supposed to like Jean's supposed to, like, mind-wipe them all, and then they're just supposed to start over again like they don't know any of the events of the future. Mm -hmm. But she talks everybody into, like, you know, we can make so much of a change and a difference if we keep the knowledge about what's going to happen in the future and prevent some of these awful things. Yeah. And then she gets power-hungry, and it gets, like, kind of dark. Like, she becomes almost like a new brotherhood of evil mutants magneto philosophy type um it's written really well and i want to say like ann nocenti or someone like that wrote it okay uh louis simonson it was like yeah it was like someone like that wrote it and it was i thought it was so cool because i love those the blue and gold era x-men was kind of around the time i think that we were mm-hmm. playing with those young cyclops in yeah. the, in the champions yeah and and young Jean with that other X Men team, and mm-hmm. um, I, I just loved the idea. Yeah, it read like a fun what if book that was just right. like wild. Yeah,
2: but but it's funny to me. But like if you weren't reading comics at that time, you'll see yeah. young Cyclops in with Miss Marvel. You're yeah. like, what the? Hell yeah, right. <laughs> is going on in this book?
0: Yeah, that was confusing. I when they on as as much as I loved the young X Men being a part of the storyline mm-hmm. I get why they had to just be like you know what we've got to call it at some point yeah. on these things yeah even though they've kind of become their own characters in their own right now well you get painted into a corner
2: yeah for a while you're like they've been apart from their timelines so long now is
0: already so confusing as it is yeah to have two of every famous character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: For sure. <laughs> big X, Big Cyclops
0: and Little there's Cyclops. Just, yeah, there's like no way to onboard into it. <laughs> and that's how that's a, that's another thing I think that's that I think people are going to have to look forward to after we learn what's up with this NYCC Hawks and Pox panel. Man, mm-hmm. so
2: many panels at NYCC are going to be banging. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. I um, I we thought about
0: going, but it was um, too close to when my wife's a school teacher, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I don't want to start the school year for like three weeks and then ask to go on vacation for a week." So we picked L.A. Comic Con instead. Yeah, and L.A. Comic Con, while it like draws a lot of really great names, it's not one of those cons that's like. Marvel's gonna do a massive booth and bring yeah. out like all the new writers who are writing all the new things. Yep. It's kinda like they pick San Diego, Chicago, or New York mm-hmm. and do that stuff. LA's kind of like the like and also this one in California. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> like massive. You'll have fun. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be like the size of like a big raging C2 E2. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. So oh, I'm ready for it. And there's gonna be I stay in the Midwest normally, so for cons, mm-hmm. and there's just going to be a lot of new creators that like never come to the Midwest. Yeah, for sure. So that'll be rad. You want to do first issues? Any other? Yeah, I don't take, have any other hot any news. other takes in the I don't queue. Think we have any oh, news? You, you know what's funny? Here's a piece of news that I read. Um, I think like a week or two ago on the podcast. We mag uh Magic Order came up, or this might uh-huh. have been on the Patreon because we were yeah. talking about Malarverse stuff. Yes, and I was like, Magic Order was one of the like the molarverse kind of lost a little steam, I think, because they printed like a billion. Of Magic Order, they had that whole kerfuffle at the con where they printed all these like free copies, Mm -hmm. but it was too mature, and they were like, do we give these away? Yeah. So there was just like a 100,000 of them sitting around. (laughs) And then Netflix had done like two shows Mm -hmm. that were very similar to the Magic Order, had like almost the same title. Yeah. And people were just like, okay, they're never going to make a Magic Order show. I just read this week. Yeah they're doing a magic order show yep and that first issue was kind of like popping up yeah on on stuff and i will say buyer beware like there's a thousand of these companies. there's so many copies of magic order out there like don't spend more than like 10 ish bucks after shipping don't on even do
1: these. that oh my god dude go hunt your dollar bins magic <laughs> order is in there yeah. i promise you yeah
0: Somewhere, somewhere deep down in there. The comic world is filthy with this comic. Everyone I know at the time that was reading comics bought it because it was the first big Netflix deal Millar World Mm -hmm. comic. And I really liked the first series. I kind of fell off on Magic Order two, three. I think it's on four now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I need to buy like a collected hardback or something and um, amp myself
2: up for the show. But I loved, loved, loved the first. Yeah, series. the first one was awesome. I'm just still surprised we haven't seen anything from the verse on Netflix. Yet. Well,
1: it's because Jupiter's Legacy crapped so hard. Yeah, yeah. that was going to be the first big swing, mm-hmm. and then it fell through the floor.
0: And last week, my take on that and the Patreon was. I think people were primed for the boys type stuff and anything that wasn't that, people were just going to be like, another superhero thing. Like I want like a really Mm -hmm. wildly different take on it like
2: the boys. Yeah. So. In the boys it was not. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the first issues. Dope. This and last week. You want me to go first?
1: You're you're both looking at me. You go for it.
2: Uh, We're all looking at each other. Yes. It's
1: true. Uh, with hearts in our eyes. I read a lot of stuff this week. Yep. Um. I'll rapid fire them, and then we can get in details. I read Captain America 1. I read Rumpus Room. I read Predator versus Wolverine. And I read Batman, Gargoyle of Gotham. Bum, 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 Batman Day. I'll go, yeah, I'll do that one first. So this is Raphael Grandpa writing mm, yeah. and doing the art. Mm-hmm. And it is... As good as you want it to be, um. It, I mean, you don't. We don't even need to talk about the art because we know it's it's yeah. a slam dunk. Every right. page, right? Google it. Um, he does. <laughs> he Google does him. his own font in here too.
0: Oh, cool! That like, like, is it all hand lettered or he's got he does some of it
1: like the, in the yeah in the brown boxes like it it. It's got his own like yeah, flair to it, it. Yeah,
0: it looks like his yeah. His
1: um so this book is is totally sick. Uh it does introduce a new villain. Okay. I think his name is Crytoon. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um interesting name.
1: Yeah. Well it's based on an in universe uh cartoon character that he like bases his oh, okay. serial killings off of <laughs> oh, that's called Crytoon. Um <laughs> But there's a big stinger at the end of issue one. Have you guys read it? No. no. You didn't tell me though. Oh, oh it's so good. Avoid. Okay, spoiler alert. Give me a second here. But so you find out Gordon's going through and trying to figure out who the identity of the serial killer is, blah, blah, blah. You find out that Bruce Wayne was an inmate at Arkham Asylum. What? After his parents got murdered. He got Whoa. he got sent to Arkham uh, okay yeah. <laughs> so like Bruce Wayne's gonna show up as you know maybe he's the murderer but obviously he's not because he's Batman yes but it gives you a little bit of that like psychological background because throughout this whole book uh. Batman has told Alfred that he's going to kill Bruce Wayne He's like, like publicly, uh, so that uh, he can uh, be uh, Batman uh. full time. Yeah. And there's like a panel where he's like, "Don't call me Bruce. Get used to calling me Batman." Mm-hmm. And Alfred's oh, like, wow. "I'm yeah. not gonna let that happen." He's Like completely
0: yeah. disassociating from yeah. his Bruce identity. Yeah. He's like, yeah.
1: "I'm not. I'm not. I'm no longer Bruce Wayne. I'm Batman. That's who the city needs me yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. My whole life has been. You know, Bruce Wayne is the mask. This is my identity. Yeah." And so then that stinger comes at the end, yeah. And it's like, oh shit, this like is another level.
2: And this this probably needs to be said. It's, this is a black label book, so, so it is yes. world. So it's not like continuity mainline DC. Yeah. Correct,
1: correct. Yeah, this does not tie in to Zdarsky's Batman.
2: But if it did, <laughs> holy shit, that'd well, be hilarious.
1: That's so that's the cool part. Is like this definitely has a feel of like a Dark Knight Returns,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where it's like or or like a um um man who laughs like the joker thing right yeah. where it's like yeah it's an elseworlds thing but like people are going to be coming back to this universe yeah. in 15 years mm-hmm. because it's it's going to be one of those stories yeah. like if he can nail the ending in these last 3 issues mm-hmm. this is a stone cold classic
2: and like with the black label stuff it's more of a logical trajectory for the characters mm-hmm. that are created. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if uh, a orphaned billionaire would would likely go through these steps if he decided to be a, a masked vigilante. Yeah. Like, he would get to the point of disassociation of just like, I'm gonna kill my public persona because it's so much easier just to be one or the other. Yeah. And I would much like to be Batman instead. Yeah. So, that's what I really appreciate about the Black Label books. It's just like, how the characters would probably pro- uh, uh uh progress through their journey a- in these lives they've chosen. Yeah. Have you guys? so
0: speak. we talked about some Elseworld Batman mm-hmm. since it was Batman Day recently. Yeah. Have you guys been keeping up with mainline Batman and like did you read Batman Catwoman one? Yeah. We didn't cover that.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, uh Tom King's Batman Catwoman? The or the one that just, the, ba- the, the Gotham War n- the one? The new
0: one, the Gotham War one. Yeah, I that, The one that, that Teeny yeah. Howard and Chip Zdarsky yes, was. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I think I covered that one.
0: Yeah, we covered it on the episode you were gone on. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I don't remember yeah. it. I thought that was- It's killer. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that stuff in the Chip Zdarsky's Batman book, and then it branches out in Teeny Howard's Catwoman book, obviously. Yep. But then I also read the Batman and Robin- um. First issue, yeah, which almost seems like it exists in the same world and gives you a continuity Batman story that's a little bit of a reprieve from how like dark and twisted the uh, like the Batman and Catwoman yeah
1: uh, arc is yeah. So Batman Robin was a book that came out last week yeah, and I liked that they used. The Gotham War stuff as like a springboard. Yes. To have Batman and Robin. Living together in the brownstone. They're living together. They're doing their own thing together. Yes. Because they're basically on a team against the rest of the Bat family. right yep. In this Gotham War thing. Yep. I really liked that. Yeah. I
0: thought that was awesome. Yeah. And I think you can you can have fun with that comic. And tonally, it seems like you might be able to get away with reading that and not be so dialed into the Zorinar yeah stuff. yeah ex- exactly <laughs> which i love like when he introduced that concept with his first batman issue chip yeah. Zdarsky. i'm talking about it was cool yeah and, and then we did the whole fail safe arc and i just love the way they found out to give an opportunity for zur nr to take over and you can slowly see it happening here. And I think by the end of this Batman Catwoman arc, that's going to start that new arc with. I know. I and I, I almost wonder if he's going to change his outfit to like the purple and
1: red. Well, I think oh. I think Zuran R is going to end up being like one of the major villains of Chip Starsky's run. Yeah, like right. I think it's going to be like a split personality thing. Where, yes. Like, Batman can't go to sleep, yeah, or else he disappears be... for a yeah. while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, like he can't go to sleep, or else Zurin R shows up and like starts fucking up his life. I'm so stoked yeah. for
0: this arc.
1: Well, and anytime you bring back like to to pull a Grant Morrison yeah. and bring in a Grant Morrison concept, yeah, you know, like from 20 years ago, uh-huh. like I love it. Yeah, I love it so, so cool. much.
0: So cool. I'm so stoked
2: on that. Yeah. That was our Batman minute.
1: Yeah. For Batman <laughs> okay. Day. That was yeah. a
2: Batman two minute, but that's fine. Uh, I read. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I read Wonder Woman number one by Tom King and Daniel Sampier. Uh, the gist of that book is like a, a rogue Amazonian that we're led to believe commits a murder on U.S. soil. Yeah. So the U.S. Congress creates like this Amazonian act that like no Amazon can. Step on American soil mm-hmm. or else they would be like treated as a terrorist or whatever, and so Wonder Woman is now uh well so like all the uh, Amazons that are living in America are like kicked out and sent back to um where they came from the mascara The mascara never... <laughs> like I'm not gonna try to say it yeah, <laughs> I'm not even gonna try. Good thing this is
1: like a totally made up thing that doesn't that sound like happens. anything yeah. that's and happening. The Congress would never yeah. do this yeah.
0: in real life. Ha ha ha. so This is very Tom King. It's oh, like, he loves yes. the like political yeah. thriller sort of stuff. Well, oh, he was a fed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Love love when a fed gets into the comic
2: industry and oh, really spills the tea. Can I?
0: can I Tom King side note? Is anyone still yeah. reading Danger Street?
2: No. I'm a couple of issues behind. Oh my God. It's
0: so fun, though, right? There's, uh, let me just say, there's, I think it's Danger Street issue nine. There's an entire issue that's like a back and forth between sword fighters. <laughs> cool. And it's like takes place on the roof of a building. It is like an amazing issue. And it is so just like Tom King brilliance. And you see him just like. They're, like, two hyper-intellectual characters, so you get to see him kind of flexing his, like, you know, morality play and these, like, concepts that are really fun to play with in, like, a uh, ethical—the ethics of, like, a sword battle and stuff. Yeah, cool. It was such an awesome issue. I think if you're, like, a Tom King um, fan Mm -hmm. and you even fell off of Danger Street— I would still say I, I'm pretty sure it's issue nine. Yeah. And I would say just pick that issue up and you could read it as like a standalone issue. It, I think it might be like a Tom King classic. It was like such a great Ooh. issue.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Slab got it a, Got ourselves a Tom King classic on our hands
2: <laughs> TKC uh, Now while there isn't any sword fighting in Wonder Woman number one uh, There is a fight in the cemetery Which is just pretty sweet Okay And I want to say I forget the guy's name There's not a Sergeant Slaughter in DC Comics, is there? He was the wrestler I mean not uh, uh, I know, but like There's a Sergeant someone I, I'm i spacing on the name right now Sergeant Rock? Yeah. Yes Yeah and Sergeant so, from like the '80s. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Does he show it, up? Yeah,
0: that's sick. This is again is another like Tom King, Washington D.C. based character. Yeah,
2: and he has like a metal hand that whoa that is like a like a gun. Uh-huh. Like because he's like talking to these people in this restaurant, and he gets this text. and He's just like, ah, dang it! Like this between us was going to go on for like a month or so, but like. I have to cut this short, so sorry, guys. And he goes, boom boom, like from his hand, like shoots him. <laughs> and then like everyone's freaking out in the restaurant. And he goes to like the Maitre D, and he's just like, here is a card. The police are gonna ask about it. Just give him this and they'll know what to do. And Whoa! then he just leaves. Yeah. But but he's kicking the he's kicking the Amazonians out of uh. He's on the hunt America. for Amazonians. Yeah, so he's That's like, so dope. So he's with like the government, but like that little Exchange there, I was just like, "Holy shit, this is gonna be a great book."
1: But well, and for it to be Sergeant Rock is cool. Yeah, like, yeah, but I like, think that's cool. I, I, yeah. It's
2: it's incredible, and the the idea that like Wonder Woman is now an outlaw because she is kind of, you know, in this place of just like I need to figure out who this quote unquote Amazonian that committed this murder is, and then to do that, I have to break this law. Sorry, yeah. but like now I'm an outlaw, and so it's just gonna follow that. Throughout the series, and you know,
0: have we do we know who the Amazonian is? No. Okay. No. So that's kind of like our mystery, mm-hmm. and then even though Sergeant Rock is like fighting for America, he's like our jingoistic. Is that the right word? Yeah, uh, America first. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like villain. Well, he's
1: he's the Iron Man to. Wonder Woman's Captain, Captain America, America in yeah. this DC Civil
2: War,
0: right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. and and they have an, uh Rock and uh, Wonder Woman have this exchange in the cemetery where, you know, he tries to throw a punch at her and she he just she just grabs his metal hand and crushes it, and it's Hell just yeah. like fuck yes, like this is about to be popping off in this motherfucker. I'm
0: stoked for this. I bought a lot of. I think I might have gotten all the regular priced covers for. Uh, Wonder Woman 1 just cuz they were all so cool. Uh,
1: I almost yeah. bought the foil one but it was like 10 bucks.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that one. I don't think Chris Bacalo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was dope, but
0: It was cool. You know what? I did Google it and the real pictures of it don't look as good as the like listing pictures of Correct. it. Correct. Like it I don't know if it's because cameras don't pick up the foil very well well the, or if it's because the art just didn't translate well to like the foil cover
1: it's not a very colorful cover yeah which and doesn't so just do well like for silver and black
0: yeah. and it kind of disappears on it yeah but i mean the art looks great
1: and the concept it's like the concept is like wonder woman jumping into a crowd of like yes. swat guys yeah it looks dope
0: yeah it's a very cool it's a very striking image yeah. but
1: if they would have had a maybe non-foil not the bec- cover maybe i would have gotten it
0: yeah maybe not the best pick for a foil
1: for sure
2: Oh, and I guess, like, a, a new concept is introduced in this book where, so Wonder Woman has the Lasso of Truth, right? And I don't know if this is a previous Wonder Woman thing, so if it is and you're a Wonder Woman person, I'm sorry oh, for retreading this.
0: This is a great conversation. What other
2: lassos do we want? There's a Lasso of Lies at yeah. the end of this book. Dope! Like, it's all black. <laughs> First appearance, Lasso of Lies. It's all black and Slab glowing, it. <laughs> and it's like, it's it belongs to this group called the Sovereign, uh-huh. and, like, it's... a lasso of lies mm-hmm. so it's just like that blows it, it
1: makes you lie
2: or like it it makes your lies truths or like people believe your lies or something I Whoa. don't know we're gonna find out but no, I, they, I, they whip I, you up at it and they're like <laughs> how strong are you I'm super
1: super strong you <laughs> just have to strong. lie
2: nope no you're not so I thought that was rad Um, very interesting <laughs> book a lot of commentary about you know Things that are happening in this country, like what every day, like people being kicked out for where they were born and who they are as people. Why would they want to be? Why would they want to leave America? The yeah, greatest get, country in the world. Yeah, let's get into that. They weren't leave. They don't want to leave. That's the <laughs> oh, problem. Greg, speak on that. They're being told to leave. Well, if I could, um, <laughs> while I'm talking into a microphone and staring into a camera, let's get political. Uh, Andy and I read. Uh, was it the uncanny Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. With um, Kurt that's by Wagner, Cy Spurrier, and Lee Garbett. Uh, I brought this up to Andy the moment I got into the studio today, and we both instantly smiled and said, "This book was a lot of fun. Super fun." The 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 whole thing that I loved about this book was Kurt, um, kind of still wanting to help people as he is want to do he reaches out to Peter Parker and gets a spare Spider-Man suit and is basically just like moonlighting as yeah. another spider persona. Yeah. But to see... <laughs> All the X-Men are, that are in hiding
0: are in New York, mm-hmm. kind of in the old Morlock sewer tunnels.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. because of the Hellfire Gala. Yes. 2023, everyone was forced to leave. Yep. Uh, Because... um. So it just makes sense Sinister, that- yeah.
0: It's, it's fun to have some of those characters shacking up with other New York heroes yeah. during this thing. Yeah,
2: but the thing that was so cute about it was Kurt is, you know, very much kind of fish out of water Yeah, in in general, but him trying to be like quippy Spider-Man was yeah. just kind of like really endearing and uh, just like he does this joke about, you know, it's like uh, you need to work on your parking because he threw a car into a park and instead of just letting it hit, he explains the joke to the criminal uh-huh. for like four panels. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is so, so funny and endearing. And um there's a lot of cool twists in here and um the uh uh at the end of the book he saves someone who ends up being Mystique. In like in oh, but cool. is she, okay. like, she doesn't remember who she is or like something is well, up with so her. So he
1: sees her like in the park earlier and she's saying, where is my baby? Where is my baby?
2: But not as Mystique. She's a different yeah. human. Okay.
1: And then later in the book, he saves her again and she like de-cloaks whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she's saying, where is my baby? Where is my baby? So presumably she might be looking for Him. her Nightcrawler. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which, um, a quick shout out to Funko Pop. Real quick, they have a new Funko coming out of the Goblin Queen yeah. holding a baby, which is Kurt that it was thrown off the bridge by Mystique. Yeah. Like, of all the wild. What a, what a niche. Of All the wild Funko Pops to make, uh, <laughs> Infantside is apparently hey, available we, to we, make.
1: We can make our own version of Goblin Mode. Using only Funko Pops.
2: Yes. (laughs) So, um, anyway, it it was really charming. Um, I'm trying to picture a goblin queen Funko Pop. I have
0: a picture of it. It
1: looks exactly like what you're picturing. Really? Well, here's
0: the thing. sexier. It's a very, yeah, very horny character design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Very horny Funko Pop. The idea of making a
0: a Funko Pop that's, like, dressed like that. Like yeah, it's kinda, like fully tits out. Kind of like breaks my mind. <laughs> like it's a toy. Why would you make that um, character a toy?
2: Well, they they've they've toned it down a, a touch. Yeah, a lot. So they yep. gave her pants. Yes. N- number one. Yeah. Which
1: this is my first problem with it. <laughs>
2: <God>. <laughs> and uh well I, I I should say this is from X Men ninety seven, which is the new animated series that's coming out on Netflix. Or Disney Plus. Wow. Okay, this is a character
0: design from X Men '97. Yes. Okay, that makes yep, got
2: yeah. it. So, um, anyway, uh, go How funny. I was gonna say go pick up the book, but I don't care if you do. It's it's a fun book. Um, I just I just have been kind of swept up in the Hellfire Fallout stuff and to see yeah. kind of that stuff play out and what the the uh, Rogue X Men are doing mm-hmm. is has been really enjoyable for me.
0: And he's got Nightcrawler's been a character that's. Popped into Amazing Spider-Man a couple times mm-hmm. during like the first 200 issues. So he's been in and out and they've got fun banter and sensibilities that kind of match.
1: Yes. Nightcrawler is far and away my favorite mutant. So anytime- Really? I, oh, really? I oh, didn't yeah. know that. Oh yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't think I would have guessed that either. Me either.
1: Anytime he sh- he has a solo book, I I snap it up. I just- it always feels like a breath of fresh air because it always feels like yeah. whenever he's breaking out, it's because the X-Men are doing something like, oh no, we have to kill half of our babies in yeah. baby side crossover <laughs> event. And Kurt R- Wagner's like, I'm going to go be a
2: pirate now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going 12, to adopt all these babies for and, 12 issues. And save them. Yeah. I would, who, who would you have thought Vargas's favorite X Men was, because I'm with you, I'm with you. I was just like Nightcrawler. Really, I would have said Cable. You would have said Cable. Yeah, he does have a cool glowing eye. He's the most like Moon Knighty Frank Castley <laughs> mutant that I could get to. Him or Beak?
1: Yeah, Beak. <laughs> Be- Beak created by Grant Morrison. So well, yeah, yeah,
0: I know. I yeah, I was trying to think of some of those Grant Morrison glob. Characters, Glob Herman, yep, sure. You gotta like Dust, Cuckoos, Dust, yes, the Cuckoos. Oh, I guess we never mentioned. That. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I've picked a favorite X Men. That's really hard. To, That's almost impossible for yeah. me. Yeah.
1: Were you guys ever kids? You never had a favorite X Man. Well, I which mean, character uh, did you play in the arcade game?
0: Probably Wolverine. You
1: guys are so vanilla. It
0: says the guy wearing a Wolverine t shirt. Yeah. yeah, it's a
1: Michigan Wolverine <laughs> shirt. Also Wolverine's in a
0: polyamorous
1: relationship.
2: He's the least vanilla.
1: Yeah, but he's not blue. Okay,
2: fair enough. And he can't disappear at a moment's notice. <laughs> That's right. Um I guess I'll just keep going. I also read Rare Flavors by um I gotta pull it up. I think it's by Rom V. It's on out on image. Yeah um, that artist is real. Philippe Andrade. Yes, yes, thank you. It is phenomenal. It was. It's about a. It's set in India, and it's basically this demon, this this Indian demon, has come to Earth to taste and to uh, explore the rare cuisine of this land.
0: Yeah, it's like if Anthony Bourdain was a monster.
2: Yes, and it's kind of that's how they like pitch it. They're just like, (laughs) if you love Anthony Bourdain and Uh like food documentaries, this is kind of a twist on that. And I miss this book. This sounds incredible. It got greenlit for a second printing of issue number one, and like the first issue, like he's trying to find like a person to help him document, so like a a film person. He finds this like old. uh, He he finds this like kind of washed up. Filmmaker who's like looking to like get back into it. He approaches them and they uh, basically in the end, he agrees to to be the videographer for this uh, series. But you find out that like, yes, they're going to these great places to, to taste these wonderful meals. But at the end of it, unbeknownst to the filmmaker, Mo, the demon is like eating the cook at the end. Sure. Of course. And so we're going to find out either. The food is so good that he doesn't want anyone else to have it after he eats it, or like yeah. he gains something from and like they're
0: Yeah, does he get like the knowledge and experience of right. the chef and he's gonna be like the underworld's
2: greatest chef yeah, or right. something? <laughs> but but at the same time the demon's also being hunted by these demon hunters. Okay, cool. Who know that he's like back or something. So sick. And it is just incredible. Our work is phenomenal. He's a really big,
0: imposing character. He's like the kind of like he's like gigantic. yeah, he's like kingpin or shadow king. Yes, I, I really yes, thought of yes. for him. And uh, so
2: the 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 juxtaposition of like that with the filmographer who's very thin, yeah. and just like the places that they go is is, is wild. Is
0: it in black and white? No, uh-uh. it's in color. Okay, yeah, it's did you beautiful. Get, did you get the ash can? No, uh-uh. the ash cans in black and white.
2: Oh, cool. And is it
0: boom? It is boom. I'm sorry, I said image. I've never seen boom do doing ashcan before.
1: Slap it first and boom so ashcan.
0: When these popped up, I was like, first well, boom can. one, I if I get every Rom V first issue, especially like um, creator-owned independent stuff." So I grabbed a couple copies of the ashcan, and it was cool. That's all I've read so far. It, it and I think it was just a unfinished, uncolored. Like, half of the book. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's it's stunning. And it's a it's a really engrossing read. Mm-hmm. And, like, the twists and turns that are going to come from this book are going to be just so enjoyable. Because Rom V also did Layla Starr. Yeah. Which is kind of in the same realm of just, like, so gods is coming the to Earth. Is this the exact same creative team? It might be, actually, now that you mention it. I can't remember who did the art on that book, but it might be the same artist. But um, I, I loved Layla Star. I thought yeah. it was incredible, and the things that they tackled through it, like the, the idea of a god being able to die, and this, yeah. is, I thought it was great. Um, so, I'm expecting that and much, much more from this book. Right on.
1: Dope. What else do you read?
2: Uh, this the is list going, continues. This is going back to next uh, last week. I read. Uh Daredevil number 1. Let's go.
3: Saladin Amen. Okay.
2: That joke only makes sense <laughs> if you watch the Patreon. So I'm so sorry that you all had to sit through that. Um we do about 45 minute bit about how the let go boy yeah voice on what not has taken over. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Saladin Ahmed and Aaron Cutter back on Daredevil, number not back on, but on Daredevil number one after Chip Zdarsky uh, left. it I mean, it picks up right where Chip left off. Um, I love picking up a first issue
0: and having it not be like, fuck all the stuff that just happened. No, nope.
2: <laughs> it did I not do that. I love that. It is very much... Um, uh, Fuck, I've forgotten Daredevil's goddamn name. Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock thank you. Uh, Matt Murdock is a priest now. Yep. Like, looking after some rugrats with another priest. And um, Electra is now Daredevil, doing the Daredevil thing. Mm-hmm. But slowly but surely, like, little blips are coming back to Matt about who he is. And at the end of it, he's, like, ripping off his priest garb and like putting on his like red leather suit and it's like just i i'm so excited for where this is gonna go and uh um can i can
1: i tell you guys where i want it to go yeah and where i think it's gonna go Uh, i think this is gonna be daredevil exorcist
3: yeah
0: well because he's he doesn't want to leave the convent
1: yeah, he doesn't want to leave the not,
0: church, not convent, church. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to leave the church parish. Yeah, and because he's found peace, Electra has been funding the place, mm-hmm. correct? And so it's a great way for him to protect kids and serve his purpose. Right. Well, but and he, she
1: gets possessed by this demon, and yes, he, and
0: oh he,
2: my god, the thing was so cool. And yeah. the
0: demon alludes to like he's like I'm one of the lazy ones. Yeah, like so it's like the seven. You sins. just wait because more. More gonna come after. Oh, I didn't pick that up. I think it might be the Seven be. Deadly Sins. So that one was yes. sloth. sloth. could be. I didn't. Yeah, I, uh, I did not put that together. But I, I this think, is, what if Seven was a Daredevil
1: comic?
2: Well, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. What's in the box?
1: <laughs> I really, th- I really think this is gonna be like Daredevil unboxing video. <laughs> he doesn't know what's in the box because he can't see let's it. Let's go. He. That's all (laughs) Blind joke Uh, But no, I think this is going to be like Daredevil fights crime And most of these criminals Or like criminal leaders Are possessed by demons And he has to use his newfound priestly Mm -hmm. Abilities (laughs) He unlocked the cleric skill tree
2: (laughs) Listen I I grew up Catholic I I wish I had the ability To see demons like that I I might still be Catholic (laughs) Um, but uh, that's, that's another reason I feel
0: like I really like Nightcrawler and Daredevil mm-hmm. is just like having grown up Catholic. Yeah. I know the terminology, so yeah, it's like not that much of a reach for me. I identify.
2: I know what the white thing on the collar is. You know, same yeah.
0: with um, this is the reason I liked uh, Wolf'sbane from New Mutants. Right. growing up, I well, did I like, like I identify. Have
2: you read Number One yet for Daredevil? Yes. Okay, I did like how. You know, Electra and Matt finally have this meeting, and because he, he remembers, and Electra's just like, "I want you to stay with me. Like, I want, like, we need. I want to be together." She, she kind of assumes that, like, "Oh, you got your memories back. Yeah. Like, of course
0: you're gonna leave the church and, like, yeah, we're and we're gonna, gonna be go back together again." Quick. And he's like, "No, this all happened for a purpose. I have a higher calling at the church."
2: Yeah. She's like, "Okay, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yes, I'll go." Yeah. Right. So
1: but that's that's why I think. This is going to stick around and he's going to be fighting Yeah, that he's going to have priest duties and yeah. It's going to be dope.
0: I I almost wish there was, instead of being like, he still has the red Daredevil costume, that it was still like...
1: Daredevil costume still, with a collar. Yeah, he still has Hell the collar yeah. or
0: something. Would have been so cool. Devil yeah. horns with the collar. Or if yeah. it was like a more stiff, starchy, black costume.
1: First appearance, Father Daredevil. <laughs> Slab it.
2: Deacon Daredevil. Deacon Daredevil. Deacon Daredevil. Deacon Daredevil is pretty cool. Uh, I also read, okay, so Coda came back. Yeah, I haven't read that From yet. From Simon I Spurrier yeah. and Matthias Berga. Uh, okay. I, I, I love Coda. The first, Coda Volume 1, Dynamite uh code on, volume number two also dynamite picking up right where I left off mm-hmm. but it's on image it's on image not dynamite yes yeah that was the bit it is it is it is high fantasy to the extreme yeah which is great but if that's not your cup of tea it's 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 avoid at all costs because These there's are a are lot very of word, wordy comics a lot yeah. of words a lot of History, a lot, a lot, lot, lot of stuff happens, a lot of character back history and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, if you're into that, which I am, it is like maybe one of the best comics you will ever dip into. I love first volume. because because Cyberspyer is just like you know he cracks his knuckles and is just like all right, let me write some shit and yeah. it's about to be baller. Yep. So, uh, it was good. It's, it's very, it's amazing. It, it, artwork didn't skip a beat. Story didn't skip a beat. If you loved Coda Volume One, you're gonna love Coda and Volume Two. Would you
0: say if you had to read Volume yep. One? Yeah.
2: Yep. Sorry, folks.
0: I bought the steeped in the lore. I bought yeah, the Virgin so.
1: variant of the A cover just because I liked the Hell the yeah. art.
0: Yeah, it's like a, that very pink yep. or that like very vibrant coral background. It's yeah. it's a striking cover. Yeah,
1: I bought the Virgin of that. Yeah.
0: That was an awesome book. I loved it. From volume 1, I loved there was like a leviathan skeleton that like talked. Yeah. And wanted the main character to like do something or like help
2: him out in some way. Wasn't there someone in a tub?
0: Yes, there was a mermaid yeah. that was in a tub that kind of like was a had magic powers mm-hmm. and uh, tricked him into bringing magic resources. Yes. from her. Kind of the premise of the first volume was there was a like the world had ran out of magic, mm-hmm. but there was this like town on like wheels. There was like this moving town that was on the back of a monster. How's moving town? There was a town on the back of a monster, mm-hmm. and it still had magic, and it was because they had because kept, they believed, <laughs> like some sort of, like, mages or, like, fairies that, like, b- bled, like, the stuff they bled, like, enabled you to do magic. And so they had these, like, fairies pinned up, hooked to IVs constantly, and they were just, like, basically, like, blood factories. Draining them. Yeah.
2: Wild. It is,
1: it is so, very, very So cool.
0: he's, like, trying to, like, liberate those those characters in this city and and then bring those resources back to the mermaid to get what he wants and then when he gets what he wants it doesn't turn out to be everything he thought it was going to be of course hubris it's a really great story yeah it's 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 wild how big of an epic it is for like a 12 issue yeah it's dense it's very very dense which is
2: like my cup of tea um okay the last book I read is kind of Maybe one of the weirder books that I've I've read. It's called Saint John, and it is in collaboration with Portland Gear. Now, Portland Gear is a clothing company. Okay. And so, they Saint- make tech gear. Tech gear.
0: You ever seen? You haven't seen like tech gear people?
2: No, it's like it's like hooded sweatshirts. Oh. Okay. And shoes. Yeah. So it's it's uh, streetwear. Their drip is fresh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, great. It is. That's what I was. That's what I was most concerned. The drip with. is salty. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's about this superhero named Saint John, who is like like a just a citizen of Portland essentially, uh-huh. who uh, like doesn't can't fly, that does, like doesn't have any superpowers, but is just like doing good. Yeah. So
1: he's kickass.
2: Kind of, yeah, but like, this reporter is sent to essentially figure out who Saint John is and like talk to him and yada, yada yada yada, whatever. The the comic book is fine with a lowercase f. What is weird is all the clothes in the comic book are direct rips from Portland Gear. Of course, okay. so it's the biggest. It's just a catalog. It's like a commercial for them. Yeah, and it's just like. Did it like why did we do this, yeah, kind of thing like I, I i it was just perplexing to me,
0: I think this brings up a uh an interesting culture thing right now is that comics are hot sneaker sneaker culture made its way into card collecting made its way into comic books, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's is everyone, trying. Is everyone tracking with me on like trying to yeah, diversify. those sort of guys yeah. that were just like I'm gonna uh like I'm gonna get more assets this week and you're like thinking about like sneakers and Jordans like yeah like their investments when you should just be putting your money in a stock a market instead of <laughs> yeah. instead of buying two hundred dollar yeah. Jordans and selling them for three hundred dollars. <laughs> but. But I have so many sneaker drops. Yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, And, uh, yeah, people go to those, like, thrift cons, and they're like, I bought this Deftone shirt for, like, $500. Yeah. Like,
2: those sort of Original people... Original screen printing. It's just like, who gives a who shit? Who
0: were, were obsessed with clothes and resale market, mm-hmm. became obsessed with sports cards and Pokemon-type cards, and then, like, comics is, like, another part of that that I feel like... That culture is nudging into, and yeah. I don't want it. No. I'm like, stay out. I don't like all the stuff I see on social media with those people. Just, like, feels gross. The idea of spending, like, 500 to to $1,000 for an old band t-shirt that's, like... Yeah. That's, like, r- literally, like, Deftones era mm-hmm. is, like, ridiculous.
2: I think something else is coming to replace it, because the pandemic really fueled that, because... yeah. You know, no one could go anywhere, so they could spend money on eBay, yada yada. But you're right, comics is like the newest toe dip of these yeah. people. Just like, I wonder if we can like make money, and it's not. So I think I might have told
3: you
0: guys that I watched that Stan Sakai, yeah, live stream on on whatnot when he was at the con, and there was a guy with him who was like a streetwear designer, and he was just like, "Man, I'm bringing my IP to." comics now and it's cool to do my ip alongside uh usagi and it's like his brand is elevating my brand and my brand is elevating his brand and it's all about brand and Sakai is just sitting in the background just like I'm here just smiling. Yeah. If you want me right. to sign comics, I'll sign comics. Protect and Stan Sakai at, all, at costs. all costs. And these guys are just like, yo, our brands are like lit. And like, if it's not expensive, it sucks. Ugh. Like, like though they're having like those sorts of conversations. And it's like, I don't want that in comics. No. It's not going to be in
2: comics. Don't worry.
0: We'll see. I don't feel optimistic no. about it.
2: Well, th- we can come back to this episode then.
0: I think those people are maybe going to find out that they can't make... Money. <laughs> that crazy amount of Alpha money comic in books. Alpha Comic
1: Books. Well, no. they can, but you have to wait like 30 years. Yeah, yeah. right. Comics
2: are a long game. And it can't be... Man- the people always forget it can't be manu- manufactured in comic books. Yeah. Hype and, yeah. like, you know, scarcity. But so, but here's the thing, though... Um. Kith
0: just released a X Men comic, and if you don't know, Kith is like a streetwear design company that's very like hype beast centric. Okay, and I've they... got a
1: I've got a comic book about a, a Gillette razor that turns into a transformer. I'm not kidding. Slab it, like like that shit has always been around. Like, look at the Mark Jewelers shit, right? Like, yeah, it's it'll come and it'll go. It's yeah. not going to become an integral part of the mm-hmm. collecting sure. market. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, lenticular covers came and went.
1: They'll, they'll you'll be fine. You don't all need right. to. You okay. don't need to sweat it.
2: All yeah. right, all right. We've lived through this before, Mike. <laughs> yeah. We'll live through it again. As long as Portland we... Gear is not the first, yeah, nor will it be the last. Yeah,
0: as long as we keep writing good stories and like mm-hmm. that sort of thing doesn't edge out. Yeah. I mean, we're already in a place where there's just, like, so many covers, and it's more about covers than it is about comics. Yep. Um, and I just I just worry that that's going to get worse, and it's going to drive some of the talent away from some of the bigger things.
1: We, we will always... Every year, we will have a new Something is Killing the Children number one. Yeah. Where it's, like, it's genuine hype that comic book people like, and it's a series that everybody likes... And, and rarely, if ever, will you have the Eminem cover of Spider Man that outweighs yeah. the A cover. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like,
2: it won't happen. Says uh, the only person in the room that owns that comic. It happens every six months and I buy them. Okay. Good. Slab it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a great note to end the show I know. on. Uh, uh, we're releasing this tonight as we we're recording are, it, yeah. so we should mention one more
2: time. TowerCon in Kansas City. We will be there recording a live episode with our new friend Kyle Strom. Uh, he has agreed to come on the show. Sorry. Uh, we're going to talk to him Do about... Do we know what time this is going to be? So we will be there four
1: thirty in the morning.
2: <laughs> the cons from ten thirty to four thirty. We're stock.
0: They made us stock the bar. They were yeah. like, you uh-huh. can record a podcast uh-huh. here, but yeah. you're gonna have, you have to-, to come in at close. you are gonna have to do work,
2: <laughs> yeah, in the evening." So the con is from ten thirty to four. We're only going to be there recording for like an hour. Okay. So, um we will be there <laughs> either recording an episode or buying comic books. And sure. I don't think. I'm talking through this
0: now just for my own benefit. We're not going to have, like, chairs in front of us. No, that, no, 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 that We're more there as, like, a fun novelty. Yes. Of just, like, hey, we're recording live there. Yeah,
2: hey, what are those people doing in the corner kind of thing.
0: If you're a First Issue Club fan and live in come Kansas City, come say Hi. hey to us, Yeah. and it'll be fun, and maybe we'll be recording something. Chill with us while we're recording. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's, it's not going to be, like... We're setting up a
2: show and. Mm-mm. No, we're going to be like I in mean, a booth. There's, there's going to be like seating. Yeah. We're, we're there. It'll yeah. be a show. It'll be a show. It'll be a spectacle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It'll be a beefcake parade.
2: I guess there's it.
0: only one way to find out what it is, and that's to do it. Yeah, yeah. Come to Tower and, Tavern. And then we'll let you know what it was. Saturday, <laughs> September twenty. Or, you, yeah, Saturday, September 23rd. If you'd like to see it unfold in person, yeah. come come join us at Tower Tavern.
2: It'll be a good time. Yeah. And I recommend the veggie pizza. We Yeah, we usually get some food while we're there. It's a, it's a good time yeah. all around. Um, what else? Um... We're on social media. Any any social media you have, we're on there. Patreon.com slash First Issue Club. I can't think of anything else, so Mike, take it away.
0: Goodbye. First Issue Club is edited and produced by Mike DeStacy, Greg Liktag, and Andy Vargas. Follow us on social media at First Issue Club. And check out our Patreon for videos, audio, and more at patreon.com slash First Issue Club.